Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, Wildbow's least appreciated work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Collateral, chapters 4.7 and 4.8. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know how to communicate with Jabber and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers to the chapters we are covering. All right. So <laughs> basically, our, I'm going to summarize this real quick. Um, Blake negotiates and writes out a contract with Poos. It is Poos, right? I think so. I was right. He said it sounded <laughs> like ooze. Poosy, oozy, boozy. All right. <laughs> As Blake binds him, he realizes that he's in some trouble. Um, Blake ends up having fired off some, for lack of a better word, rabid animals and a crazed man. He calls Fell for help and is able to go back to Conquest Domain. There, he sees an unconscious Rose. He gets some information on the hyena, on the hyena and goes on to the next task. I feel like I was trying to say a lot of that without taking a breath. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but anyway. Do you, um, do you want to do it again? Do you want to breathe? How do you feel? No, this is okay. real. This okay. is real life, okay? All right. People are just going to, you know, just, just have to listen to it. Podcast. <laughs> and be like, is she okay? What's going on? Why, why does she sound so short of breath? No, nope. I mean, it's fine. It's just a personal This goal. is like, this is real. <laughs> Okay, this is real life. You don't have to edit everything, you know. You're right. <laughs> it's like charming. This is something. like raw, unfiltered, <laughs> you know. Yep. <laughs> Except for the really embarrassing parts that I ask you to cut out, um, which I feel like you probably do sometimes, and sometimes you probably don't. <laughs> I still haven't been able to listen to one of these. So <laughs> I think I try to. I think you do too, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, there's not that many of them. Mo- mostly, I feel like it's like if somebody gets a phone call or something. Oh, that's true. Or if my pregnantness has to go pee. Yep. Because, you know, I mean, I got this child just like kicking the crap out of my insides <laughs> in a loving way. You know, it's kind of random, but like saw something online, um, which means it must be true. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> someone posted like. Um, like an x-ray of like their rib that got broke uh, that broke um, and she said that her little baby um, <gasps> and her belly like kicked really hard and she felt like this really sharp pain was like oh, oh there's no way that he could have broken my rib that's just stupid <laughs> she kind of checked out and yeah so it was on the never that break sucks. a bone subreddit which well. I'm I follow because I haven't broken a bone and it's really funny because they're obsessed with milk and a lot of the posts are just people like well because it's like calcium and like sure 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 you know <laughs> which eh, you know debatable uh the science you know, on that but <laughs> um a lot of the posts are people just like posting pictures of like oh well I broke a bone so I guess I have to leave <laughs> and, and everyone's like instead of being real nice everyone's just like yeah get the fuck out of here you weak bone bastard 
<laughs> like people are like, well, for that one, they're like, well, your baby's welcome here. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Be like, get out of here, you weak excuse for a human. You probably are have your bones shattering as you're going down the stairs, you know. <laughs> it's just really funny to me. Uh Anyway. It also just seems like particularly tragic or funny or something that like a woman who was on that subreddit <laughs> had that happen. <laughs> I know. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, that's pretty funny. To me, <laughs> but I feel like that's part of the charm. You know, sure. it's like, you know, that once your time has come, if it does come, then everyone's going to like be really hostile in a funny way to you because um, you broke your bones you weakling and you're and you'll get a bunch of you know karma points for it um Mm. yeah it's just i I find it amusing but (laughs) anyway so we'll start out with the actual point of this podcast um which is to talk about what we read and (laughs) um blake and paw and poos i'm sorry go back and forth on a written agreement um blake trying to keep an eye out for traps the whole time yeah um, this house is real gross, and I like how yeah. Wild Bo keeps reminding me of that because, especially <laughs> as someone who skims, um, sometimes when there are descriptions or whatever, like I, I feel like he did a good job of being like, yeah, the smell. Remember the smell? It's bad, and like, oh yeah, it's cold. Remember that it's cold, and just like, because like it makes the the fight scene and. Blake like trying to slide across the table and getting stuck because it's so fucking disgusting and things like that like it, it makes it a lot more impactful I feel yeah. like especially with things like smells um, I forget about them when I'm reading like sights I can usually keep in mind a little bit better but smells no this is kind of random and it reminded me of a fun fact that I probably should save <laughs> but I'm going to give you guys a bonus fun fact here, um, especially since I'm not double checking if it's actually legit. But I read it on the internet. So again, that's got to be true. So <laughs> um, I have heard that sea lions actually have like the worst breath ever. Like really bad, like dead, rotting fish. Like, oh, that's just unfortunate. It is, especially since, I mean, if you think about it, I feel like a lot of places like um i mean i've never i don't think i've ever i've never been to sea world or anything but like places like that like they'll be like you know train them to go and give like guests kisses like on the cheek and stuff (laughs) i'm like that's gotta kind of (laughs) suck like oh this is sweet what is that the sea lion's revenge (laughs) sea lion's revenge yes (sighs) anyway so maybe this place smelled like sea lion breath can you like what would be even worse is if this was a coastal town um and there were like possessed sea lions around <laughs> right that would just oh, that make this sad the poor babies. Well, don't worry because i don't think wild bill mentioned sea lions but i'm just saying it could have made it a lot worse potentially yeah this is all sad but um could have been worse could have been worse thing. like it could have been worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that man. That man. Maybe not a life. lot worse, though. I mean, it was pretty bad. But 
Yeah, it's just like there's that line, you know, where it's like it, it doesn't really do it, anyone any good to compare things past that line because it's all just bad. Yeah. It's past the line. It's past the line. <laughs> it's like, this is just, this, just, yeah. Yeah. This is not what, this is not what Toronto should look like <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Um, From someone who's never been there. I'm going to take that as... I mean, I don't care. It just shouldn't be like that. Um, there's a moment where Blake realizes um, that he's vulnerable and that, you know, like, I'm glad that Blake, like, Blake still does a lot of dumb shit and says a lot of dumb shit, but occasionally, I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like he does relatively well here. I still don't understand the yeah. binding thing, which we can talk about. Um, but... I think the I think that he like him recognizing at all that he is vulnerable and like Poos could take him over or whatever is like good job Blake. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like he for some especially since he's been uh he's relied on Rose a lot for um uh, this kind of thing. Um mm-hmm. in terms of the contract like er, the whole Words. time when he was negotiating the contract and everything, I feel like he did a pretty good job. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fuck, it would have been really hard not to just like run the fuck out of there, be like, "I'm not ready." <laughs> um, I mean, obviously that wouldn't have been a good idea, but um, yeah, I'm, uh, uh, this whole situation just sucks. And it's like I don't know what Blake could have really done to avoid it, other than again, like literally never leaving Hills Lighthouse. Um. Yeah, but I, I think it was interesting when he was like, "My name has no power spoken or written," and then later he's like, "I don't know what goes into these contracts. Like this has never happened to me before." It was kind of like, "Oh, like Blake and Poos are actually kind of at like relatively the same level within their social structure, whatever." Like this is Blake's first contract. This is probably Poos's first contract. Like I don't know how many contracts demons tend to get, but it was just like a really interesting thing of they were both kind of new at this. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I think Poos has a lot more experience in just, like, being careful about wording and fucking people over and all of that. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a moment where I was thinking, like, oh, like, is Blake right? Or is, you know, about what Poos is thinking? Um or maybe he's just really, really good at being like super conniving and stuff. But I kind of think that like that Blake is reading Poos relatively well here. Um, other than the whole trick with the binding thing, which I still don't get. But we're gonna get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then also just like the when Poos says like, "Were you?" Or sorry, when Blake says. Were you calling me Diabolus before this? And Pooh says, like, no, you weren't. Or no, because you weren't, but you are one now. Hmm. Was like fucking chilling. Yeah. It's like, well, shit. And it was like, damn, this is super right. Like, you are bargaining with a demon right now. Like, I mean, not yeah. a full demon, but you are making <laughs> a bargain with a demon. Like, you are officially a Diabolist. Yeah. That sucks, man. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, this is a lot like his, his willingness ish to 
give Pooh's land as opposed to like his self is just like a really hard decision. He's like, oh, I'm probably betraying humanity by even offering this. Whereas like presumably him having Blake would be like less bad for humanity. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like asking Blake to do that is really shitty, but then it's like, but allowing Blake or like seeing Blake give up land, which is so much worse for everyone is also really shitty. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like it's just like, Oh, this is a complicated character who has like complicated shit going on. And that's kind of interesting. Um, And this is more realistic. Like there aren't many people who would just be like, well, okay, I guess I have to die possibly yeah. <laughs> if this goes wrong or like worse than die, you worse know, I, die. yeah, but I just like, it's like Blake's going to have like the house surrounded by tiny little squares of land owned by a whole bunch of different like fucking hostile people <laughs> like by the end of this book briar girl's gonna have a little section and like some like four or five demons will have little sections and like well, only if he fails right or like sure sure um yeah i kind of think that poos isn't gonna get some of the land but i don't know um blah. the other thing is like he keeps talking about like, oh, this was Rose's idea and like, I need her and blah, 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 which is like super true. But also I feel like, because I've talked about how Rose, I think, is a little bit more willing to like be selfish um, mm-hmm. and like self-preservation. And I kind of feel like, oh, like, is Rose like leading him toward diabolism more? Um, But I don't really know what the options were. Like, like he because I was like, oh, could he have done some sort of exorcism or something? But, like, the deal was to bring the imp to conquest, right? Yeah. And so that's not going to work. And then, you know. Yeah, I mean. He's not powerful enough to, like, just straight up bind it without. Without doing the shit. Making should. a deal, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that sucks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because it's like, this was Rose's idea, and we're, like, looking out for, like, why does Rose exist, and what is she doing to Blake? But I don't know what else would have worked. Um, I don't know. Yeah, just glad that it ain't me. <laughs> that spot, because that would suck. Definitely. Um, so, basically, they get through the end of this contract um, trying to get all this all these little details and everything together um, and before he actually binds Poos, Blake tries to ask what happened to Rose and Poos is an really annoyingly sinister about it and just like is like well you're just gonna have to see I guess <laughs> yeah Poos is a dick <laughs> Who's is an asshole. Um, which, you Not know, a surprise a character, I guess. But... <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's kind of funny. Cause like Poos is actually more helpful in this situation than conquest and fell are later. Like he's mm-hmm. like more willing to give some information. And part of it is to like to see Blake, like freak out or whatever. Um, and maybe to yeah. brag a little bit. So, okay. I'm not sure if I have this right, but it seems to me 
that. Okay, so my current my current theory is that Rose was seeing the the Dionysus dudes coming and like didn't know what to do and broke a pane of glass. And then okay. the demon somehow was like, go get this woman or something. And so the second noise that Blake hears is actually something to do with Rose getting hurt. And she gets so hurt somehow that she like falls into this coma to heal herself. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was like Poos who did it because why not? Okay. Um, I feel like there's a really decent chance that's not what's happening. But um, that's sort of where I feel like I'm at by the end of this chapter. Uh, okay. Because she wasn't like, Poos, you're not allowed to hurt me. She was literally just like, you're not allowed to hurt my companion. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think Poos also says something like, I just wish I could see your face when you realize. So I think that I was interpreting that to be the whole, the animals are going to try to murder you thing. But it was somewhat ambiguous as to was he talking about Rose or was he talking about, because that's when Blake starts to realize like, oh, fuck, him being bound means that he can't protect me. And I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know. It's true. Could be both. Could be both. Do you want to talk about the binding thing? (laughs) Sure. I don't get it. I don't get what the trick was. I don't get what the trap was. I don't get... Like, he was like, oh, just how, like, if I die before I can transfer the land is, like, the same sort of loophole that allows Poos to, like, whatever the fuck happens. But I'm like, I don't get it. Because the the wording was, like, from the time I'm bound, I have to protect you or something. But then he's like, oh, but if he's bound, he can't protect me. And I'm like, wait, what? Um, Because I feel like being bound doesn't necessarily mean that a other has like I mean does being bound mean that all of your connections are severed like I feel like there are others who you bind and then you're like go do this shit other and then they do it so it feels like binding another I think he has to be let out of the binding to be right? able to to do the protection stop his animals from eating him yeah maybe I just <sighs> Like, I feel like this was supposed to be something that I could figure out, especially having read Pale, and I just, like, didn't really get it. And so I'm not sure if I just, like, don't understand how bindings work enough or what. Let's see. He says, yeah, he'd do everything in his power to protect me for the moment he was bound on. Just like he said, if I couldn't transfer property to him on my death, if I had no property the moment I died. So he couldn't protect me while he was bound. Oh, because he doesn't have power when he's bound? Yeah, I guess I wasn't... Like, I feel like this is the first moment where I'm, like, as clear on that. Like, I'm, well, I'm kind of like, oh, if, you know, you bind Sig or whatever, and then you're like, okay, Sig, go do this task for me. That seems like it would work. But, like, if they're in a circle, like, if they're bound, right, they can't leave... I mean... So I think it also says in here, Pooz was bound and the connections that allowed him to control his creatures were severed. Right. So he can't. It's like, oh, well, I mean, if you tie my hands, like, 
Sure, I then can't I do can't anything. do anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll do what I can to protect you, but I can't do anything <laughs> because you have trapped me Found here. Me, so, right. Uh-huh. right. I feel like I'm trying, I'm starting to kind of get it. I just like didn't yeah. realize those were the rules when I was reading it. So I was like, mm. I don't understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. So basically, realizes. Blake realizes he's been tricked. Um, he has to fight for his life. Yeah, I um, I thought it was funny as he was um doing the binding, and he's you know because he realizes he's been tricked as he's like doing it. Like I, he had all these like this rope and these like hook thingies, and I was like, oh cool, Blake, like you're you you thought about this whatever and then he's like oh i need to bind him into something huh okay let me use this book that i have to fucking read to repay this thing or i'm going to be even more fucked and i'm just like 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 that how book. are you so incredibly prepared and yet completely unprepared like what is happening like why yeah. didn't you bring a a thing a bottle uh a coin uh i don't know whatever the like fuck literally you anything and you else. bought the stuff to do it and then as you're doing it, you're like, oh, I need a thing. I'm sorry. Ah. Like, I, I love, like, I love that he bound him into a demon book. Like, I just think that's really great. Like, you know, literarily or whatever. And then yeah. it also just leads to a bunch of, like, humor and, like, Blake, what the fuck are you doing? Every time he hits some animal in the face with the book. Um, <laughs> it's both very funny and also very, like, Blake, what the fuck? <laughs> there you go. Poos, you're protecting me right now. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah and this fight is gross and upsetting i mean he like slides he tries to slide across the thing with the and the gross and the and the and the stuff and yeah it's just fucking disgusting yeah i am fight scenes aren't my favorite in like anything usually um i don't know if it's because like i have bad eyes or if i just like get bored or whatever but I was kind of skimming the second time, to be honest, because I was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, they're fighting. And reading through it, it was like, when he kills Doubt's dog. Um, yeah. It was actually really sad. Yeah. And I don't think I got it as much the first time because I was more freaked out. But the second time it was like, oh, no, like, he's like, oh, he was such a good boy. And, like, he gets really, like, sad when, as opposed to the other animals, it's like he's, like, angry or whatever. But, like, I was just like, eh. Like, there's still a tiny piece of this man in there who loves his dog. And I just, that was awful. I know. It's really terrible. It was so awful. It sucks so fucking much. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing about the fight that was neat and exciting or something was, um, June, um, I didn't get that june was making blake feel like giving up you know yeah because he's like you know oh i'm gonna give up and then he's like oh june and he's like june felt like shit and like both kind of a like i'm not gonna die this way and also like oh june is making us all feel like shit okay (laughs) like yeah (laughs) i can push through this um also the whole like um glamour thing where he changes his voice to be like the thorburn voice i was like i don't know what that means exactly but like fucking cool Um, really fucking cool right yeah I mean I feel like that's huge in terms of Blake's practice Um, Uh I don't know if using you know 
I, it's probably a bad idea for him to use the glamour a lot. But if he starts using, if he starts doing that, um, he will be able to practice. Presumably, he'll be able to practice just like Rose. Yeah. Um, which would be amazing. Um. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty cool. They thought of that, honestly. So <laughs> definitely. So after a lot of fighting, Blake manages to call for Fell, uh, which Fell's not super <laughs> stoked about. But. Yeah, I I didn't expect this. I don't think when I was reading it, I don't I don't know what I th- thought would happen. But I was like, oh, this works, like, cool. But also, like, this will this will not work again, right? Fel was, like, so fucking pissed. Yeah, he um, was fucking pissed. That it seems like... And I was kind of like, you know, you have, like, kind of a good point. I mean, like, no one has taught Blake any of, any this, of this shit. shit. And Thanks. I feel like this was an emergency enough <laughs> where it warranted... Uh, yeah, I mean... Doing this? Like, it warranted being, quote-unquote, rude in this way. But yeah. I can also see why Fell's like, what the Pissed fuck? off. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. But then I'm, I'm like, like, well, Blake's like a captive and your boss is making him like do all this shit. demons and shit. And that's not his fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, no, I'm back to like, fuck you, Fell. But <laughs> yeah, Um. there was another thing where when Fell gets there. Um, he's like oh what time is it and Fel says 10.20 and the next thing out of Blake's fucking mouth is it's 10.30 and blah 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 and I was like why that was so fucking unnecessary it's absolutely ridiculous just say it's 10.20 what is wrong with you like I'm yeah. just like what the fuck <laughs> Blake needs to get his shit together just just in the little things. I just if Blake was slightly more consistent, I mean I want I He's would rather consistent him be, about doing that stuff. <laughs> I would rather him be inconsistent about his competence than be consistently bad. <laughs> or yeah, than be consistently incompetent. But sometimes he's like, ooh, these words, I'm gonna get them. And he has been saying, like, I think <laughs> more he has been like he has been adding caveats a little bit more but every once in a while it's it's just like inexcusable <laughs> you uh, even say so it's almost 10 30 it's around 10 30 no <laughs> it's 10 30 it's 10 30 like, fuck you fuck <sighs> oh it was horrible yeah. yep it's a little frustrating it's so frustrating <laughs> All right, so, um, but yeah, so Blake actually asked for Fel to try to do something to save Doubt. Oh yeah, that was nice. I I liked that Blake was still trying to help this man. And I mean, like the thing is, when you when you think about it for two seconds, it's like, oh, this man is a super victim, and we should try to help him. But yeah. it's also like, oh, this man is currently a huge threat to you. Like, he's trying to kill you. And I could be see just being like, I can't do this. And, like, leaving. Yeah. Um. And then there's that. And then you're like, oh, wow, Blake, this is so, like, big and noble of you. And then there's a moment where he's like, I will push 
this man in front of this deer, but it probably won't do anything to help me. And that was kind of like, oh, fuck. But it was also like, okay, this is, I don't know, it felt practical-ish, like, or like, like, realistic. And ultimately, like, his actions and his, you know, he, he is trying to help this man. And at the end, he demands, like, you know, like, hey, like, do something, help, help him. And, um... I just I appreciated Fell's like competence in that moment where he's like sprinkled dust and he calls the emergency services and Blake's like that's not gonna work and he was just like literally fuck you and it was like big like <laughs> Mr. Wolf or whatever his name is from um Pulp Fiction Energy have you seen Pulp Fiction yes it's been a while but the the like fixer or whatever the guy who comes oh, when things yeah. go wrong or whatever I am that's the one right. they call when things go wrong um and it was just it was satisfying seeing him like deal with the situation, but I, I do hope that the guy gets help. I don't know. No, I agree. Um just because I'm looking at our time and we're kind of going through this kind of quick, um, let's go back a bit. Mm-hmm. And especially like we probably should spend more time on this because you're a fucking law student. Um, but maybe oh go God, over Jared. the uh the written agreement between Blake and Pooh's a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, so, kind of on a... My phone's almost dead, which does not matter to anybody but me, because that's where I've been looking at <laughs> the story from <laughs> while I'm doing this. But um, I have a little summary thing here. So, basically, Blake is going to bind Pooh's for two midnights, after which he will be released and free to fuck with conquest right does that sound right no yes <laughs> that sounds bad wait okay um as in wrong i was like i thought that was pretty well it's, so it's five minutes after midnight two nights from now which would be three midnights total is the idea right because it's not midnight yet so we need we need three midnights we need five minutes after three midnights from right now. <laughs> okay. Is hopefully what is actually happening because if not, he's going to get out a whole fucking day early and we're all going <laughs> to... Darn you, packed web serial wiki. I'm looking at this <laughs> summary from... <laughs> um, so it says... That's it. You'd be bound until five minutes after midnight, two nights from now. Mm-hmm. So I think that's still kind of what they were trying to say, at least. But sure, it's not quite. Because I think it starts. Yeah, that is not quite what they said, though. <laughs> but yeah, so two nights from now. All right, I'm going to go off of my summary thing again, and then you can correct me. <laughs> um, So two nights from now, um, from then at least, after which he'll be released and free to fuck with Conquest. Um. Pa- Poos can't prematurely leave the binding during that term of the agreement. Um, if the plan works and he stays bound for that amount of time and gets free to fuck with conquest, he's not allowed to hurt. Poos is not allowed to hurt Blake or his friends along with everyone he interacts with. If it does fail on Blake's part, at least that then Pooh's gets a small parcel of land. Is it just one foot by one foot? It's 
I think it's three by five. It's 15 feet square. Why did he do that? Because of reasons, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, 15 square feet. That's a fuckload of land, bro. Yeah, I don't know why he went from like, high briar girl, you can have jack shit to high demon, you can have a fuckload to spread out. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't really get what what would make Blake fail. Like, I guess maybe like keeping him bound or not getting him to conquest, but I'm not even sure if that would like, I'm not sure what Blake would have to do to fuck this up because the whole idea is just like you'll be bound for this amount of time I will do my best to try to get him to keep you around so that when you are released you can get him but yeah yeah so Blake's like I'm absolved of responsibility once I bring you bound to the lord I'm not going to suffer consequences if he or you do anything after that point um who says you give me to him the transfer possession with no intent to immediately reclaim me. Um, and you make some attempt overt or otherwise to ensure he keeps me until such a time, until the contract's terms end and I am free. And Blake's like, unless such an attempt would work against your goals and mine. Right. Being, Being too pushy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it probably could have been something like, you know, I'm assuming what he was, what Pooz was thinking um, from this little trap thing was, well, if you get mauled by animals, that kind of fails. Or then you would fail. Yeah, it seems like maybe, but I'm not positive. Not positive. <laughs> positive. That's pretty funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. um um, yeah the the thing i was thinking about is when blake is like oh no but he said you know hand at my hand if that was like a loophole and that's just something where i think the other verse and the legal system diverge right um there while there are certain schools of interpretation that are very literal, um, i.e. textualism, um, even textualism isn't that rigid. Um, and there is, like, I think that there would be, like, interpretation. Like, you could make an argument, a textualist argument being, like, it says hand. Um, but I think that, like, there would be be like oh no but the common understanding of this like this word or this usage and especially if there's like some sort of like i don't remember the exact thing it's not exactly trade usage i don't think but i mean like essentially like these sorts of contracts probably have that sorts of language or at least associated with that sort of thing which doesn't mean literally just hand but hand kind of means like like your will your exertion your doing um and i think that like in our legal system that would be the stronger argument that hand means like hands, not a loophole. 
Um, but I think in the other verse, there's a very good argument that hand literally just means hand because the spirits are dickheads. Yeah. So. True that, bruh. That part was interesting. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I also kept waiting for Blake to be like, hey, bitch, hand. But I think he was trying to, like, not make him upset or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You can't harm me, family or friends. You and any other being you work with, any other power you interact with must agree to the same. They must agree to bind anyone they work with to the same in turn ad infinitum. That's kind of... I mean, just like forever, every single fucking thing he talks to, he's going to have to be like, by the way, you have to fucking promise to never touch those people by. Or he's going to have to be like, oh, these are people. And then just like, I don't know. Yeah. Whoopsies. I mean, he agreed to it. Um, So then Blake asks, like, tell me you haven't done harm to others. And... He's like, are my friends okay? You didn't send your animals to harass or hunt anyone down. He was like, I've done nothing direct. As for incidental damage, I couldn't say for certain. I would have to visit the people, objects, or locations in question. Do you think he was being legit there? Or was he using fancy doublespeak? Um, I mean... There's a part of me that thinks he is kind of like covering his ass because someone like Tiffany, maybe she was influenced because of Blake's radiation or whatever. Um, And like, he doesn't necessarily know who all of Blake's friends are, hopefully. So he couldn't just definitively be like, yep, definitely never fucked with those people. Um, But I'm not I'm not certain. I'm I'm curious what you think this means for Rose, because he says, like, I've done nothing direct. Maybe he's like, you weren't friends. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Uh, okay, yeah, so maybe it wasn't him in the mirror. Maybe he, like, somehow told someone else to go do the thing. Fuck. Because it doesn't really make sense for him to be in the mirror world. I don't know. People in the mirror world. Fairies. I, mean, I guess you could, like influence somebody else to or even directly do something to someone else that just like sends them that way but I don't know I mean I do but (laughs) (laughs) um yeah he's like are my friends okay I guess Rose might count as one of them and like you didn't send your animals to harass anyone or hunt anyone down um I don't think his animals could get into the mirror and I don't know that he necessarily personally went into the mirror. I don't know what incidental damage means. I don't know. Okay. Food I for don't thought. Know. I don't know what happened to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll find out soonish. Um, let me see. So, she's like worrisome, but I have to do this anyway. Um, and he's like, if they, in- what do you call it? So we say, contract takes effect the moment you're bound. The terms do not end when the binding does. My binding will be weak. 
In addition to temporary, you will not take any action to free yourself in the meantime, nor will you take actions before or after to work against the contract's terms, or you will be considered to be acting in bad faith with a penalty I'm free to designate. And then Poos is like, no, we do a penalty now. <laughs> um, and Poos is being like, got it. Stipulate a penalty now. Be clearer, narrower. And then that kind of tips Blake off that like, oh, he's trying to trap me mm-hmm. in some way. So. Right. And now I'm wondering, yeah, is, was it the hand thing or was it the, that he was just trying to distract him from the fact that him being bound wouldn't, would mean that he wasn't able to protect him or both. I don't know. Say that again. I'm sorry. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if Blake's right and that it is the hand thing. I mean, it seems like maybe, um, or if it's the once I'm bound, I can't help you thing, or if it's both. I don't know. Eh, maybe both. Yeah, I don't know. So they also say there should be a mediation, or should there be agreements? Oh, yeah. Mediation goes to a third party. They just say a neutral party or party professional enough to be neutral and unbiased with both a mortal human and an imp. Someone we both agree on with further stipulations to prevent one party from simply refusing every suggestion. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. Trying to imagine. Well, because first I was like, oh, there's the lawyers, but like, I don't think they're neutral, particularly yeah. since, I mean, they're Blake's lawyers, so ethically they're not. Um, True. There could be. Um, I, I was like, oh, maybe. Uh, maybe a fairy, except hopefully neither of them would agree mm. to a fairy. Yeah. Um. Because I was kind of thinking, like, Goblin is kind of, like, a midpoint-ish, maybe. Like, maybe a Goblin wouldn't necessarily, like, want to help a demon or want to help a practitioner. I don't know. But I just, I mean, just, like, or some other Diabolist out there. Because I can't see, I can't see any humans being, like, yeah, I don't hate this demon with all my soul or whatever. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if this will happen because it, it would be pretty funny, but I mean, tell, let me know, like if there's anything, um, like if you were doing this contract, um, do you think he did a pretty good job? Would you have tried to do things a little bit differently? Um, I think he did a fairly good job. I think, um, they kept saying things like the goal, but I don't think there was ever a situation where they like explicitly defined like quote unquote the goal. And so that was maybe something that I would think about doing. Um, mm. Cause like I kept being like, wait, what is the goal exactly? Um, so maybe a couple of things like that, but it, I mean, in general, it seems like, I mean, it feels like it went relatively well. Like he was like thinking about the, the fact that demons aren't necessarily literally there and don't necessarily literally talk. So like verbal agreements, you know, so he like defined that and he defined, Oh, you can't just like write your name down wherever the fuck, like it has to be, you know, on this paper or whatever, you know, like different things um, that seemed good to me to catch. Um, mm-hmm. 
But I mean, again, a lot of this stuff, like courts are actually, in my opinion, or at least it seems like courts try to be more reasonable um, than is sometimes talked about in stuff. Like, I mean, like the idea of like the reasonable person is a big concept in law. Um, And so I think like, like an argument that like a reasonable person would think that this contract meant this feels like a strong argument to me. But, yeah. like, the other verse does not give a fuck, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, in a lot of ways, this is, like, just a lot. I mean, like, not only are the stakes ridiculous, um, but it's just a lot harsher, I guess. A lot more rigid. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, the, it was interesting with the trial with, um, I don't remember her name, the fairy that Mariska brings in um yeah what's her face yeah i know what you mean though but um that that felt i mean like it was supposed to feel like kind of like a court or whatever but it like the fact that like both sides could kind of make arguments and like okay like i accept that interpretation whatever like did feel kind of um a little more legal like both sides kind of had an opportunity to say like oh well this 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 like you you know i don't know yeah um whereas like i don't know just a lot of this shit i mean a lot of the things with the spirits is they're usually not they're saying yes this is my holding like you are the person in the wrong like there are a lot of circumstances where maybe you take a power hit and you don't you know you don't notice and so you're not totally sure like what was it that fucked me up this way um yeah which is just a lot more difficult than like with the law. There's like an official record and you can like look at it and like pour over it and then you can go and be like, well, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. The other thing that I sort of was thinking of is like, yeah, I mean, this is just such an orderly way of dealing with such a disorderly entity mm-hmm. um and we haven't seen well okay no with the exception of i guess like the familiar ritual i feel like i haven't necessarily seen a whole like point by point agreement mm-hmm. like this with another okay. um and thinking about like if there are angels or something like that in this world which it seems like there should be since there are demons um what would it dealing with an angel be like like would they would they deal at all like is there some sort of like inherently corrupt thing about compromise that an angel wouldn't do it's just really interesting thinking about it is pretty damn interesting Mm -hmm. yeah it just this feels kind of like it's yeah it feels dirty it feels and like i don't know how much of that is it's with a demon and how much of it is like having to concede to certain things and find this compromise or whatever. I feel like especially in America, there's a lot of talk about compromise and, you know, coming to a consensus and blah, blah, blah. And just thinking about it like this, it feels gross, you know? Yeah. Um, It's just like, Oh, Blake doesn't have a choice basically. I don't know. Ugh. All right, I feel like those are some pretty good thoughts. Um, we're gonna fast forward 
back to kind of this last section here um, where Blake and Fell um, end up going back to Conquest Domain. Um, Blake ends up uh, checking on a still unconscious Rose. Um, not really getting a ton of information about what's going on with her there, but does, well, tries to get some information about the hyena. And also the, the splinter, night. right? That's right. He tries to get the contact information of the knights. Yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> the splinter. Um, it's going to be a thing. I'm going to make, I'm going to make splinter a thing. Okay. Um, yeah, this was interesting and upsetting. And then, so then I noticed, you know, Conquest is sitting there and he's holding a green crab. Um, we found out that the beetles are an invasive species in Canada, which is, you know, there's that symbolism. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, so is this green crab another invasive species or does he like green? Like, I was kind of like, oh, this is okay. And then he had three slaves with him instead of two. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is he getting more powerful? You know, he went from bugs to ocean bugs and he went from two slaves, to three slaves. Um, but so that was just like an interesting kind of note. Yeah. Um, pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he also, he was like, oh, can I get the contact information of the knights? And can I also get information about the hyena? And I just feel like they keep putting the hyena last when they're talking about it. But uh-huh. I really think that the, the splinter should be last. Um, because it seems like th- thematically the splinter fits in with like Blake's fears of not existing anymore. Mm-hmm. But maybe like talking to humans makes that one maybe possibly less daunting for a bit. Like there's a little bit of a break. And then when he goes back to the hyena, it'll be another like, here's a scary murder, suicide. Nope. Serial killer thing. Uh, also, yeah. Okay. So then Rose um, is unconscious. It was really nice that, no, it wasn't really nice, but I'm glad that conquest was able to like summon her unconscious body yeah um to prove like you know she's still there like part of me was like oh was she like taken away somehow or like you know severed connections blocked in a in a thing hidden but like i mean conquest can still get her which i mean like conquest could have her captive but at least like i don't know if she's around i don't know it was like kind of a relief (laughs) seeing her yeah but also you know scary being like oh fuck yeah um and the whole like you will be handling tomorrow's task without her help it seems it's just like god damn it like blake needs her he needs some help yeah um i can't imagine just like oh you have one day to get a thing to get a demon i just (laughs) <laughs> that's too much it's too fucking much yeah <sighs> so so you th- so let's go over again like since i put a little bit of doubt in your brain like what you think <laughs> happened with rose um 
So just to be clear, like, do you think this was because of poos? Do you think that, like, um, whether in- directly or indirectly, or do you think poos just knows what's what happened? Um, do you think conquest is like, I don't know, has any idea or cares? Yeah, I mean, I think I could, I could see it being like all of those things and like none of those things. Um, yeah. Because like Rose didn't say, don't hurt me, right? When her, with her agreement with Poos, which that was bad. But uh-huh. then it was like Jeremy Meath's people who were there at the university. Okay. So like maybe it could have been somehow connected to him. Although I don't really think that he did it. Um, it could be the sphinx it could be fucking lots of people um i mean yeah it could be conquest i don't think conquest like i think conquest wouldn't necessarily do that because he wants the demon things yeah and i think you know you wouldn't like weaken the person you have going out to get them um like that uh yeah yeah so i don't know that conquest like quote-unquote cares um So she, like, probably just came back to Conquest because she's, like, shackled, right? Yes. Like, I, I'm, I'm curious, like, if Blake had been shackled, do you think she would have just, like, where do you think uh, she would have gone? Well, like, so there's my theory that I'm still not certain of that's, like, the mirror world has, like, physical dimensions that she okay. has to move through. And so potentially she would be like lying unconscious near the reflection where she was when she was hurt. Like okay. in the dark. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because my, my assumption was that Conquest was able to like. Well, so the first time Conquest made her manifest or whatever, she didn't have the shackle. That was just like Blake was there. Uh-huh. And the connection to Blake was, like, enough. So maybe he didn't need the shackle. I assumed that it was the shackle that he was using. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Okay. I'm just curious. <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. All right, so the hyena coming up. Um, I guess, like as you said, we're gonna talk to the knights. We're gonna try to go get that hyena. Um, any thoughts about the name of the hyena, or um, I guess any thoughts on that coming up at all? Unless um, you want to save any predictions, or I don't know. No, I um. I think it could, like, I think it could be good to talk to some humans, but I think that Blake smells so bad that it's not going to go very well. Um, yeah. And I think that the hyena is a crazed goblin with demonic influences who eats parts of people and others. 
and leaves them dead. Um, but mm. like hyenas are like scavengers, I thought, um, and tend to eat like dead or dying things. So I'm not sure about that. I bet that it like has like a laugh that it like fucking just like laughs a lot. So when you say people. like demonic influences, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying you think this might be de- like a demon goblin hybrid? Or like, are you still hanging on to the goblins or cute little rascals? They are cute little rascals. They can be cute little rascals. Um, I think that while Bo is trying to teach me a lesson about being queer and he's like cast off your labels like look at the individual and don't put people in boxes it's like liberation i had no idea where you're going with that because i was like (laughs) you're comparing like the demon goblin to being queer (laughs) what are you talking about it's about not assuming and it's about um realizing that maybe there's not a strict binary that goblins fall on and that's okay yeah <laughs> but i so mean maybe i mean they described it i feel like they described it as a goblin but also it's like he wants it because it's related to demonness or whatever and i mean there were the, like super evil goblins in maggie's town and there have been stories about crazy evil goblins in pale or whatever and so maybe, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like this was like a goblin influenced by demonic whatevers. But also grandma was like, I don't do labels. So I don't know. So, I mean, I'm just like, we're still not at the point where we can accept that a goblin could just be like that bad as a goblin. No, I I, I think after Maggie's stuff, I accept it. Okay. I just I think that this has something demony about it because that's why conquest is interested in it. Okay. It seemed like there was the imp which is like a little baby almost demon. There's the splinter which like what the fuck is that? And then there's like the hyena which like like I feel like there's like goblins can be more demon like like they can they can kind of blur into each other okay <laughs> yep all right i like it um all right we're gonna go to our pill comparison section Woo! so got a couple things possibly you wrote down a time when the Kentiers had to be super careful about wording. I think that is a good comparison part. Which they, I mean, they had to be careful about wording quite a lot. Constantly, yeah. Um, they do a lot better job than Blake does, <laughs> just in general. Um, usually, yeah. Yeah. Usually, but they did. I mean, they did get some some help, but they're also like thirteen, so it's kind of impressive. Any times that stick out to you that you want to talk about? Um, I guess the well, so the the one that I was thinking of was probably the trial, with the fairy trial. Um, mm-hmm. but I did talk about that a little bit. The other one that popped into my mind just now because I was like thinking about more of a contract style, mm-hmm. um, or like written words, and I was thinking about the note that 
where Verona takes Bristow's handwriting. Yeah. Um, because I they were very or she tried to be really careful about that. Um, but yeah, I mean that's different just because it's not you know it's not like an agreement. We're both sitting down to do this. It's like I need to make sure this trick works. I guess. Um, I mean, hopefully, like the awakening ceremony and stuff. You know, like hopefully, like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um. And then kind of like similarly asking questions, like interrogating people, but they haven't really made, as far as I can remember, I mean, so I guess the other thing is um, familiar rituals, because I I feel like they haven't necessarily made an agreement like this with an other outside of, I guess, the awakening ritual and then Avery and Snowdrop are the two like... We are making this specific deal. You know, we are making these promises to each other. Um, obviously, the familiar ritual is much more expansive. And I mean, I would argue that this this is pretty life-defining for Blake. You know, he's yeah. he is a diabolist now. Yeah. Um, but the next one won't be as significantly life-defining in the same way, necessarily. You know, like, whereas, like, a familiar bond is, like, bam, like you have changed as a person and they have changed as a person and you now have this like tie together. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you have, sorry, go ahead. No, just to go off of that. And I know I've asked you stuff like this before, but I just think it's good to go back to it just in case you change your mind about stuff. Um, like out of the rich, the rituals, um, Assuming that Blake is going to do one of those, what do you think he's going to do first? And I mean, still familiar implement. Um, still familiar and then implement. You think, or I just feel like Rose should be his familiar, but we still keep never fucking bringing it up. Um, so, I mean, I could see him trying to get an implement. If he, especially if he keeps being alone like this he needs power he needs something he doesn't yeah. have the book though to tell him how to do the thing um mm. rose has the books <laughs> yeah it makes it a little difficult so you know, you know it'd be a really funny implement oh god if he got that book back from Pooh's. <gasps> that would be the worst <laughs> <laughs> Because it was propaganda, it wasn't very helpful, and then it's just like completely saturated with like demon grossness, demon crap. I there, are f- you, he should choose a rock. Like there are a few worse things I could think of than that. <laughs> he can get a really awesome like cube rock, like cherry pop. I know. And then all you rock haters out there, like yeah, you could get a pet rock, and then you could have it be your implement and familiar. That's lovely. <laughs> yeah. If you had a plant, would that technically be implement or familiar? Because it's a well, living thing. Well, is it another? I don't know. Depends. Like on I the feel plant. like you can't make like another person you're familiar. Like they have to be kind of othery, right? 
Probably. So you just have like a fucking plant. But you have like spirits it's probably and plants an implement. and crap. Yeah. If you bind the spirit of a plant, that's probably your... Familiar. You get a spirit of a rock. <gasps> I love it. You could do a pet rock familiar. Like <laughs> that. Yeah. What so kind of practitioner would that be useful for? Well, if you could get like, if you could get your really pet rock spirit rock. to come out and like talk to you or like throw things or or if you could do like the spirit of like Plymouth stuff. Rock, with which granted wow. is fucking tiny <laughs> compared to what I thought it was gonna be when I saw it. Right, I expected it to be like this whole like just like a big like cliff face kind of a thing where yeah. you like, step and out. It's- what it's like fucking rock. it's like well, i think they have like half of it on display or something and it's like maybe mm-hmm. the size of like a child's like school desk like just that's the surface of a desk right like you can definitely step onto it it just it wasn't like a whole bunch of people could walk around and stand there and shit yeah that's what i was expecting <laughs> so for people who you know plymouth rock is supposed to be what the mayflower like when um people came to america from England uh, supposed to be what they landed on um, if you're not familiar with that and so it's yeah usually you know been told as this like big thing like oh everyone landed on Plymouth Rock and <laughs> supposed to be this big big thing and you go and yeah it's this like fi- fucking like tiny thing not to mention like it's not even really 100% sure that that's the right rock mm-hmm. like it was like what was it like um I feel like when we were over there, they were like, um, it was someone's like great grandfather or something who was just like, still, or, like whenever they picked out this rock, like they had like one guy that was still alive that like had gotten off the Mayflower and he like pointed and was like, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> they also like, they like carved something into it, right? Like, it was like engraved with some, some shit. I want to Google this. Plymouth Rock. I don't. I mean, at the time or like late. No, later no, no. On like later. They, like I think on display it has a has a has a little engraving thing. Yeah, sixteen twenty. They 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 marked that up in there. But when they did built- they mark it? It probably was like eighteen something. So <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think they did it immediately. Like that shouldn't be. So their it priority. might not even be the rock. And I'm sorry for anyone who's like from around there <laughs> i'm not trying to offend you um i just remember being very like underwhelmed like, well it's also it. great because they like they built this little like greek looking pavilion thingy around it so that you go and it's like it's like enclosed in like this like cage thingy that no one can get to like on so some no one like step dirt on it again. sand yeah no one will ever step on that rock again i bet people sneak in there and i bet people on it. have yeah um but yeah, it's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. But that spirit, assuming that's the correct rock, would probably be. I could see that being powerful. And agreed, as historical. You know, sense. I could also see it being like a pretentious, somewhat racist dick bag. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so you know, pros and cons. Pros and cons. You know. <gasps> Wait, no, no, no. What about the Blarney Stone? That would be a pervy rock. I'm just saying that because everyone kisses it. Yeah. Or it would it, it, either you have to that like hang upside down basically to kiss it. Apparently. Yeah. 
I, you know what? I feel like I'd rather take the Blarney Stone as a familiar than the than Plymouth Rock. I feel like this. Which one do you think would be creepier? <laughs> I feel like I feel like Plymouth Rock would just be very puritanical and like very like holier than thou. It'd be such a downer. <laughs> it just preach on about how America's the greatest constantly. Possibly. Whereas the Blarney Stone would be like, I'm Irish. I'm here to party. <laughs> I'm perched but, at the top of this fucking tower and people hang over backwards to kiss me and it doesn't make sense. Do you think do you think it would be down for the kissing? Like like feed into that or do you think it would just be like everyone's disgusting and slobbers on me all day and I hate it. I'm kind of hoping maybe it's like a not like a ooh I love kissing or and not like a ooh this is horrible but just in a like ah uh, yes like people come from all over the world to pay homage to me because I'm fucking great. And I just realized I know nothing about the Blarney Stone besides that. Like whatsoever, which okay. I do have a a fun discussion question for us though, based on this conversation. Which oh, fantastic! Guess. Like, which rock would you choose out of all yeah. the famous rocks? If you had to take a famous rock as your familiar implement, which rock and why? I feel like, and I think that's a great question. And you yeah. guys, like, well, I mean, we'll bring it up again, but you know, <laughs> I'd say you could say inanimate objects, but definitely rock mm, we're prioritizing rocks we're prioritizing rocks rocks get a lot of shit and they do i mean like statues i mean statues are rocks i mean that's different they are, they are rocks but it, i mean i would still try to stick to a more rock-like thing because right. a statue is a little easier you know <laughs> are you looking at blarney stone info yeah trip advisors like touch but don't kiss I'm wondering if it wears it well, away I was faster. Thinking more like just like history of like why do people right sure Blarney Stone. Oh, you have to w- walk up 127 steps to get to it. Okay, oh, so okay, I'm on Wikipedia, which is the you know what you want. So Blarney Stone is a block of carboniferous limestone built into the battlements of Blarney Castle, Blarney, about eight kilometers from Cork, Ireland. According to the legend, kissing the stone endows the kisser with the gift of the gab. Oh, yeah. The stone was set into a tower of the castle in 1446. Now it's a popular tourist site attracting visitors from all over to kiss the stone and to tour the castle. The word Blarney has come to mean clever, flattering, or coaxing talk. Interesting. Okay. So this is like 1000% what I would want as a practitioner. Like the gift of gab. Uh-huh. Like the gift of bullshit and like speaking and That like is a good one. I'm also fun in Irish. Yeah. Um, um kind of random, but you're going to like this, I think. So, uh, cuz I'm reading this on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> so it's saying a number of stories attempt to explain the origin of the stone, the legend. So an early story involves the goddess Cleodonha. I'm butchering the fuck out of that. So I'm sorry. Um, but it's as good as I can get. <laughs> so Cormac Ladier McCarthy, the builder of Blarney Castle, being involved in a lawsuit in the 15th century, appealed to her for her assistance. She told McCarthy to kiss the first stone he found in the morning on the way to the court, and he did so, with the result that he pleaded his case with great eloquence and won. Thus, the Blarney Stone is said to impart the ability to deceive without offending. 
and then he incorporated it into the parapet of the castle. There you go. Full on circle, guys. <laughs> it was, I yeah. Mean, yeah. Coming back all the way back around to law stuff again. You know? It's fucking perfect. Yeah, it's all connected. It's like secretly a great place for lawyers to go. I mean this in a loving way, because then they can kiss the stone, get even more eloquence bullshit, you know, like get that gift of gab, do great in court. I mean, no, I really want to go. Yeah. 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 If that, I mean, if you weren't sold before, you know, <laughs> that should have done it. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Blarney Stone's woman went over Plymouth Rock so far for me as well. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, so for that, would it be like the st- spirit of the rock or would it be the goddess then? Uh, no, I think it's, I mean, it would need to be the spirit of the rock, right? Because the goddess isn't the rock. Goddess isn't the rock. Yeah. She just kind of like, you know, helps that the rock with that thing. Yeah, that's true. That probably would be a good goddess pick in terms of not having a ton of followers and stuff, but. I don't know. Anywho. All right. I do have another question for you in terms cool. of pale. Yeah. It's the second time I'm asking this, which oh doesn't mean we need to make it into a three beat because if you can remember or slash like get where I'm going, um, then that's pretty sweet. But I'm going to ask you again. Um, can you recall any time in pale no. where they're looking back at it? It seems to be demonic. And this doesn't have to be a big thing. Is it the brownies? That's not brownies what I'm thinking. Scary. Of. Um, I think brownies have the dark, the dark deals, and the mm-hmm. worst, the fate worse than death. True, um, they're creepy as hell. But, and I can steer you into. I can, I can give you hints, or even flat out tell you. Can you give me a hint? <laughs> think of. Um, Something to do with one of the aware. Well, I'm like the Clem's bullshit or the evil eye. Okay. Is is it something that Clem has that I'm not thinking of? It could be. Is it the car? Is it the murder car? Oh, that'd be awesome. But murder truck. That is not what I'm thinking of. But (sighs) let me create another situation where i'm gonna have to cut do you want me to i can give you the section that it's in like that which interlude it is Mm -hmm. yeah which interlude is it back away 5.a oh oh i was gonna go to her history this is so interesting oh wait okay she picks up Uh, hey Clem oh wait she has she has a thing like a doll or a fuck god she has so much shit she has a lot of shit oh the mummy mm. take me to pieces and scatter the pieces to the wind burn me to ash and transmute me to elemental flame and air Uh, I will make endless awful boil from your holes until they make mountains this feels yeah. There this you one. go. This one. 
That's the one. That's the one. Believe about this. Yay! Huh? Because <laughs> you now remember, it's like, like, will they make this mummy in worm or in uh, in worm in packed? That'd be funny. That would be funny, but uh, but, but she's like Bristow. Can I have this weird thing? Uh, and then what is? Yeah, what is it? She's like on the phone or doing a like video chat with him and shows it to him and he's just like I don't know what it is but it talks about entrails and taint and then it's just like I'll eat your foreskin and the foreskins of all who fall from your line and then (laughs) (laughs) see demons shouldn't be funny see pale makes everything seem funny it's like, ha ha, goblins, ha ha, demons, ha ha. And you will drag, and he's talking to Bristow, you know, it's like, you will drag your dangling entrails behind you while you blindly wander my tainted realms, impossible miles of innards, and you'll feel every inch of them. You will tread on the vitals of others and they'll tread on yours. Your knees will bend with the pain of each step and other takes on what trails behind you. And you, you small sweat-drenched <laughs> man, for all that you pretend you are a buffoon and a blowhard, for all that you claw to power, you will be reduced to doing the same, eyeless stumbling the earth while each step tears more of your endless energy from within you, and you must wander and search or you'll never find an end to your torment, no, or you'll find the foreskin you pine for <laughs> lost to you. So as funny <sighs> as that is... When you think about what happens to Bristow, and you think about, like, I don't know, are, are these demons lying when they say this kind of stuff? Oh, that this is, like, prophetic or whatever, almost. Like, he's saying it. I mean, I don't even know, but maybe. I'm just kind of, like... really upsetting. <laughs> it is upsetting. Um, but like in a new context, it's like, oh, but, I mean, demons are also just, you know, demons have read the book, like the power of positive thinking. They're like, if I manifest <laughs> this energy into the world, <sighs> it's going to happen. And the universe is like, you're not wrong. Yeah, that's not what I would have thought you were going to say. I'm not going to lie. Um, but Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. that's fun. I yeah, were were people all happy and ex- or like were people like, oh, it's a demon? Uh, some people were, yeah. They're that's like, fun. or people are like, I think that's an imp specifically. <laughs> like, right? That, I mean, yeah. yeah, right. Not a full. Especially if you remember, demon. like when she actually dropped it off to the practitioners, they basically like like started screaming or like freaking the <laughs> fuck out um and she's just like all right well i'm gonna go goodbye <laughs> and that's because it's a fucking demon <laughs> like a little imp oh thing. i love it yeah so there were some people that were talking about that and be like oh, i wonder if malia remembers that <laughs> which it is nope. a pretty small like um mention you know so right i mean i like reading back over it now i'm like haha yeah and i need to this is a good inspiration to re-energize my pale reread because i think i got somewhere in like arc three and it kind of has petered out so ah, okay that would yeah. help that'll help <laughs> you can go back and be like oh like it has a little bit of a different context 
Yeah. Now with like this, 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 you know. All right. <laughs> well, um, on that note, we're going to be talking about Malia's bold and specific prediction. Woo! So what is your bold and specific prediction or predictions for this week? Um, this prediction is kind of a bummer. Um, but I don't think June is going to last to the end of the story. Um, or like she, she won't like, she's not alive. So it's not like she won't survive, but it's like, yeah, like she's going to cease to exist or whatever. She will be spent. Um, there's a chance that that's wrong because the glamour seems to revitalize her a bit. So Blake could presumably figure out a way to like, keep her going. But I think that this book is upsetting enough that June is going to be spent in like a super emotional way. Mm, and okay. I'm going to be sad. Um, it's going to be like a Blake's, you know, at the end of his rope, like lost everything, like down in the, in the bad place. Down in the bad place. Yep. Any specific bad place you're talking about, or you just mean generally being depressed? Just in a yeah, he has to hit rock bottom or whatever. Okay. <sighs> At least I'm assuming because he's you know, and again, rock bottom in terms of an abstract way. Are you thinking of a <laughs> special special? I mean, place? I guess I kind of picture him in some sort of like dungeon thing, but like I, but no, like in an in an abstract way. <laughs> Okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds kind of like a bummer, but you know, fair enough. All right. Now it's time for our discussion question from last week, um, which is what label might you have based on a relatively short interaction or relationship? Um, So we'll start with Sengachi, who titles this the black hole kid. Um, (laughs) It is a fairly long post. so I'm not going to read it all, which it's kind of unfortunate because it's pretty funny um, to read, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but um, I'm going to try to summarize it. Um, basically, um, when they were five, um, their mom got them a science encyclopedia and their favorite thing in the book. Um, so they read the whole book many times, which is a pretty impressive for a five-year-old, um, was about the black hole, like black holes. Um, so they were totally into black holes um and when they were six um they're saying their dad and them got trapped in the mountains with no working transportation on new year's eve so they were tra- the dad was um having a taxi driver run them all over the place trying to find a place to stay um and it ended up striking up a pretty good rapport with the taxi driver um, enough that he trusted the taxi driver not to run off with the little six-year-old <laughs> um, if he <laughs> left him with them for a couple minutes um so he ran to a, a motel trying to beg for a place to stay and uh the taxi driver um said made the terrible mistake of asking little me what i found cool um the dad came back about 15 minutes later um unsuccessful with getting the room um, only to find a somewhat shell-shocked taxi driver staring (laughs) blankly at this little six-year-old child who was going a mile a minute about black holes and not stopping. (laughs) That's kind of wonderful. So cool. (laughs) Uh, um, Wolf Tamer 9 was inspired by that story to talk about a rabbi that they had in middle school who called them Jupiter 
the rabbi sounds kind of rude, but um, part of the story was that in middle school, um, Wolf Tamer 9 would um, have their head down on their desk um, and they would sit up and have a big red spot on their forehead from where their head had been resting. Um, and so, um, oh, I'm sorry. This rabbi who called him Jupiter wasn't the jerk rabbi. The other rabbi was the jerk rabbi. Okay. So the rabbi who called him Jupiter um, thought, oh, you have a big red spot on your forehead. And so that's sort of funny. And so your name is now Jupiter, um, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> it's, it's like kind of clever. Yeah. <laughs> um, next we have Real Raider or RL Raider, depending on how they meant it to be pronounced. Um, but basically they're saying um, that everyone they've met has basically said something like Robert. What, was he that guy who immediately started telling me to read worm and listening uh, and listen to the Magnus archives within minutes of meeting me. Mood. <laughs> Which is great. And apparently he's had, or they have, I'm guessing he, since he said Robert and he said he, so that's probably a good bet. Anyway, <laughs> um, apparently Robert has had some luck uh, with actually getting at least 15 people uh, to read, which is, and listen, um, which is pretty wonderful. That's very impressive. It's pretty impressive. Teach us your ways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Blake Tall um, says that some people have called him Bigfoot um, because they have big feet. Um, but like tall is actually a lazy and probably inaccurate translation of Bigfoot into Sindarin, which is lovely and wonderful. <laughs> I'm just so happy right now. Sindarin um, is one of Tolkien's elvish languages from his Middle Earth writings. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it's the, so there's Quenya, which is like the high bougie elves. And then there's Sindarin, which is like the, chiller elves who never went to the the lands with the trees i really need to finish reading uh lord of the rings yeah this is all Silmarillion bs but it's it's good oh speaking of i heard that the lord of the rings tv show that they're making on amazon prime isn't just a remake of the lord of the rings but it's actually like Silmarillion content and then i actually got pretty excited about it still very nervous but i was like you don't need to remake the lord of the rings don't touch my favorite movies please thank you okay i didn't even know you read lord of the rings mm-hmm. in high school oh. oh that's cool yeah oh yeah actually that never mind i think i, I just was <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I'm currently halfway-ish through the Silmarillion. I'm listening to a podcast along with it, um, which has helped me a lot to understand what the frick is going on. But I've been doing it for over a year, and I'm going to finish someday. That's the spirit. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you for listening. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. All right. Our discussion question, which we mentioned about... I just typed it out. This is what I think that we're asking. What Wait. rock... Would you pick as your familiar and why? Specifically a rock spirit. Yeah. Or your implement familiar. Could be. Oh, implement familiar. That's Possibly. better. Implement slash familiar. If you, if you had a gun to your head or a really big rock at your head <laughs> and you were like, you got to do this as an implement familiar and you're like, this is the only one I have to choose. Why are you making me do this? Well, you better pick a fucking good rock. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Treat it like that, you know? Yeah. And I'd love to hear what 
you think the rock will give you. You know, like the Blarney Stone, Gift of Gab, Irish, Wild Times, Plymouth Rock. I mean, I'm like (laughs) I feel like Stonehenge or something, you know? Mm -hmm. That's a bunch of rocks, but could do like, I don't know. I mean, if you have to do a statue, I feel like you can, but I feel like it's cooler if it's like not necessarily a man-made rock. But I mean, it's kind of hard to pick a fucking rock. So yeah, I believe if you're in, if you're inspired by this question <laughs> and you're like, this is perfect, but it's not a rock. It's actually like a tree stump in my backyard. Ooh. Um, or something random, or like, oh, I got this tire swing. Well, that's kind of going into it too far, possibly. But, you know, something rock-like, or if you're inspired by the question, we would like yeah. to hear it anyway. We would. We would. Um, all right. Thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. You can also check out our website at doofmedia.com to learn about all the cool shows on the Doof Network. Woo! If you'd like to support Wildbow as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash wildbow. You can follow the pod on Twitter at palecomparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. All right. Random fun fact number two. Because uh, I already gave you guys a free <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> um, so apparently in Venezuela, there's a lake called Lake Maracaibo. Um, where there's a thunderstorm that rages over it 300 nights per year due to unique atmospheric conditions and being surrounded by the Andes Mountains makes it so that it just fucking rages all the time. <laughs> Which is pretty yeah. pretty wild. That's nuts. It's pretty nuts, guys. So maybe don't pick that for your fishing trip. Unless you want to get struck by lightning. <laughs> Which I don't Me. advise. Mm-hmm. Oh no, she was from Argentina. Okay. Um. So I used to work at Disney World, right? And I had a, um, I worked on a really popular ride, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Mine Train. Um, which was new when I worked there, and so it just like was really busy all the time. And um, but it's it's an partially you know it's an outdoor attraction, um. And so when there's thunderstorms, they close the parks or they close the outdoor rides, right? Because you don't want to get struck by lightning yeah. on the ride on the, on the big bummer. metal thing in the yeah. rain. Um, and so I was, you know, so we we went down for weather, um, which means people are allowed to hang out and wait if they want, but like we encourage them to go, um, do other shit instead of just sitting in our queue. Um, yeah. But, you know, I start spieling. I'm like, hey, y'all, like, sorry, we're, you know, you know, there's a thunderstorm, we're closed for weather, whatever. And this woman, God, she was probably, she was in her 20s. She just, like, screams out, like, no! Like, like, bloody murder, right? And, like, I'm like, okay, well, 
you know, you are fairly close to the front of this actual line. Like you, you know, you you, you know, have been waiting a long time. I'm just kind of like, what is happening? And um, <laughs> she goes, but we're from Argentina, and I did something which you shouldn't do, and I let my brain stop thinking for a second, and I just kind of snapped like, do you want to die in America? And she was like, <laughs> yes! And I was like, okay, I can't help you. <laughs> she said yes? She said yes. Wow. Um, so okay. I was like, oh, she could go there, but it's Venezuela. Or like, oh, maybe she's she's used to it. She's immune. Maybe she's immune. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I was, I mean, she she wasn't upset. Like, it worked out. Or like, she she wasn't like offended by me asking if she wanted to die. That's but good because I was like, I feel like, uh, yeah, that was a that was a risky move for for Disney. It, yeah, there were many risky moves while working <laughs> at Disney. They um also it's not very fun to ride a roller coaster in the rain, um, because mm. you know how when you're driving a car and like a lot more water hits the windshield, yeah, when you're driving because you're like moving through the water and you're hitting a bunch of it. So when you're on a fucking roller coaster and it's raining, <laughs> you're just getting like pelted in the face with a lot of water droplets. Because like, so like we wouldn't close the ride if it was raining, just if there was a thunderstorm, right? So I've ridden okay. the mine train in the rain and it's just like, oh fuck, <laughs> like, like this could be better. Fucking pounded with little water drops of water drops in your face. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to die in America? <laughs> <laughs> like, That's yeah, fucking harsh. Like, oh, okay. Like, well, I mean, not on my watch, lady. Not on this ride. <laughs> not on this ride. Yeah. Uh, trying to think, like, what stays open? I guess indoor rides and stuff probably stay open. Yeah. So, like, so Space Mountain, um, all the little like indoor theater thingies, like. Uh, filler magic haunted mansion stays open right um oh yeah like anything where like it's um, you're not gonna die from a where you're strike. completely under a roof basically like i i think the tea party stays open i don't actually remember hmm. um Pooh stays open uh the carousel hopefully closes i don't actually know um I'm just like, oh, Fantasyland. That's where I live. Um, so, like, Enchanted Tales with Belle, Little Mermaid, those would be open. It's just, like, the, like, Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train would definitely close. The Tower of Terror would probably be open. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's still there anymore. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's still there in Disney World. Um in Disneyland they rethemed it, which makes me so angry, but whatever. Um I just like don't I don't get it. Anyway, um <laughs> the Rock and Roller Coaster, right? Um up at Vision. Uh I think most of like the Star Wars rides are all completely enclosed. Um Test Track closes assume mm. because it has it's that out in the open yeah. yeah but yeah all right so if anyone's going to disney world now you can just replay this if it's really stormy and you'll know uh 
what rides you can probably get into. Yeah. Also, the cast members don't know when the ride's going to open back up. Um, they're not allowed to look at your phones, and you can, and you can look at the weather radar and have ah. possibly a better idea than the cast member you're talking to. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Particularly for weather. I mean, also, often, if the ride just, like, broke or whatever, like, I don't fucking know when the ride's going to come back up. Like, I just, my job is to stand here and tell you sorry. <laughs> sorry, and, and point with three fingers. To or two. Or, it's oh, usually it two? two. Two or an open palm. Two or an open palm. Yeah. To show you where the churros are. Yep. So that you can still keep spending money and have a nice time. Yeah. It's fun. Yay. Yay. All right. Yay. <laughs> uh, I feel like I should find a Disney fact for you. On that note, oh, I'd be so thrilled. Ooh, I could find Disney facts for you. All right. Well, everyone look forward to some Disney facts <laughs> in the future. Okay. Eee. We're going to Disney it up. <laughs> Disney it up. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Bye.